Welcome to another edition of BartCast, a podcast series curated by Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries. We are broadcasting from the Ventura River watershed in Southern California on traditional and unceded Chumash territory. Learn more at bcm-net.org. Tabitha Hawley is Ed and Murphy's chosen goddaughter. They have shared marches and protests with her since she was six years old. Tabitha is a recent graduate of Union Theological Seminary in New York, and she is now the pastor of New Day Church in the Bronx. Chad Myers and Elaine Inns formed Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries and through that have been with us in the long haul for justice and liberation. They have been friends and supporters of Murphy and Ed and the Open Door. And just so you know, Murphy was responsible for introducing Elaine who's a Canadian, to the wonderful world of Southern grit. (laughs) And we're also gonna hear another song from Robin and Linda. Matthew 25, the final evaluation, a parable by Jesus in Jerusalem on Wednesday of Holy Week by Murphy Davis. I was hungry and you fed me, thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you received me in your homes, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me in prison and you visited me. The justice seekers will then answer him. When servant leader, did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a cup of Iris coffee? Do you mean on Tuesday morning in the front yard or in the Wednesday soup kitchen? When did we ever see you a stranger and welcome you in our homes? Do you mean Kevin Harris, Linda Moore? Ding dong it, Jesus. They make us feel welcome in our own home. When did we see you naked and clothe you? What? When Big John, Clive, and Kiana offered showers to 15 folk on Thursday? Awesome. Which one was you? When did we ever see you sick? Yes, we know Kelly accompanied David Christian to Emory Midtown for emergency heart surgery. Yes, we heard from Calvin about how sick he was. Prison, visit you, Gladys and Dallas Holiday, Ed and Marcus Wellens, Mike Casey and Emmanuel Hammond, Chuck and William Todd, Murphy and Edward with Tony Green, Louisiana 102340. 
Jesus, human one, seems like you really get around. Is this what Martin Luther meant when he said you are ubiquitous? Jesus, the prophet, will reply, I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the oppressed or marginalized or poor, these sisters and brothers of mine, you did it to me. Amen. Good afternoon, dear family in diaspora. Murphy has gathered us here to remind us that we are kindred and we want to give special greetings to our elder and other mother in the movement, Liz McAllister. Chad and I are beaming in from Oakview, California in the Ventura River watershed where we live and work in unceded Chumash territory. It is an honor to join this beautiful circle on this All Hallows Eve to celebrate Murphy's newly assumed place in the cloud of witnesses. We are grateful to have been a part of the same radical Christian movement as our open door friends for many decades during which we enjoyed many times with Murphy and Edward out here and also in Atlanta. And one of those times, Murphy also introduced both of us to Gator. Friends, one of the screens uh, in front of you, I believe is Edward and Hannah and Michaela and Jason and I want us just to take a minute to all put out our hands toward them and pray for them as they ride the roller coasters of emotions that are being um, stirred up in this hour. Edward and I have had a lot of conversation over the last few months about Murphy's journey, particularly the way that she sustained this remarkable long dance with mortality. We've been struggling to understand um, her many sojourns to the threshold of death and back. And we've been working with an analogy that Murphy and Ed asked us to share most of you will be somewhat familiar with the image from both ancient Greek and Roman mythology of Charon, the ferryman of Hades, who transported souls of the newly deceased across the archetypal river that divided the world of the living from that of the dead. For the Greeks, this was the river Acheron. For the Romans, it was the Styx. This mythic figure of the ferryman goes as far back in the human imagination as the Babylonian epic of Gilgamesh and the ancient Egyptians. The role of this murky figure was not to judge the deceased, but to guide them across the threshold to the next world. 
Heron was often portrayed as an old man clad in stinking garments with haggard cheeks, an unkept beard, and a fierce gaze. While this would make a great Halloween costume, it of course in no way resembles the angelic visage of our dearly departed Murphy. Yet that old ferryman archetype offers one way to try to make sense of Murphy's quarter century struggle with a death-dealing illness amidst a death-dealing society. This journey took her to death's door and back many times, and she was deeply familiar with that liminal space, whether in a hospital emergency ward or a death row visiting room. This shuttling between death and life became a central part of her ministry. Murphy was well acquainted with the shores of that great river, as attested in her magnificent memoir, Surely Goodness and Mercy. And each time she seemed bound for that farther shore, only to come back to us again, she taught us something about both dying and living. By navigating those borderlands with courage and grace, Murphy helped us live more by faith and less by fear. Now that her final crossing is complete, her painful absence invites us to reflect on what we have learned from her, especially the part about being prepared, if not ready, to die. So this was one of Murphy's many extraordinary gifts, an exemplary vocation as a sort of Christian heron. Indeed, the ancient ferryman archetype persisted into the culture of Christendom from Dante's Inferno to John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. In her 1869 hymn, Near the Cross, the famous American sacred lyricist Fanny Crosby cited Bunyan, near the cross I'll watch and wait, hoping, trusting ever, till I reach the golden strand just beyond the river. But it was 19th century Africans enslaved in American fields who recontextualized the mythical river Styx as the Jordan and the ferryman as a delivering angel. Of course, for the enslaved, the Jordan River was a double entendre, symbolizing not only the border between life and death, but also between slavery and freedom, often identified with the Ohio River, which separated North and South. Murphy navigated these boundary waters with courage and persistence in her long work of resisting the forces of death in the racist American body politic, as well as the ravages of cancer in her own body. The Christian version of Haren was transformed through the profound lens of black spirituality, a tr tradition to which Murphy and Ed apprenticed themselves and by which they were nurtured. It is captured in the venerable old spiritual Michael, row the boat ashore, 
This was first sung by Gullah Fieldhands on St. Helena Island off the coast of South Carolina during the Civil War. When Confederate plantation owners abandoned the island as the Union Navy arrived to enforce a blockade, the abolitionist Charles Pickard Ware wrote down the song he heard the freedmen sing. Michael rowed a boat ashore, hallelujah. Michael's boat, a gospel boat, hallelujah. Jordan's stream is wide and deep, hallelujah. Michael's boat, Jesus stand on the other side, hallelujah. As the place of Jesus' baptism, the Jordan here invokes the great Christian ritual of crossing over from spiritual death to life. And the archangel Michael was seen by many Christian traditions as a psychopomp, like Heron, which is to say a conductor of the souls of the dead. But in these coded resistance songs, Michael was also a guide on the Underground Railroad. Murphy's granddaughter bears the name Michaela. And in the spirit of this song, she joined her mother and grandfather in the sacred task of tending to Murphy's body after she had crossed. To paraphrase our gospel reading, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was dying and you stayed with me. Brother, lend a helping hand. Hallelujah. Sister, help for trim that boat. So we think the ancient wisdom helps us understand and praise Murphy's amazing discipleship of rowing a freedom boat back and forth across those mythical waters. <clears throat> the Black Struggle for Justice reminds us that this river's waters are not ominous, but healing, promising both salvation and liberation. Murphy plied them over and over as a faithful pilot, as a wily borderlands coyote, with joy and tenacity. She swung low like an angel to comfort and challenge us repeatedly over the last 25 years. And even as we mourn her loss together this day, she continues to ferry us across our fears, to guide us toward deeper justice and to show us the way. And when our time comes to cross that river, it may just be Murphy who is there to escort us to freedom. Amen.
Bartcast, produced by Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries. For more programs and other resources, go to chedmyers.org. Join our community-supported ministry at bcm-net.org backslash donate. Thanks for listening. Thank you.